Pat. And Pat. And buckle the fuck up. Seriously. We got a reminder for you. Just so you know, next week is the big week where we are going to start releasing episodes in three parts, hun. Yeah, and this is a fucking reminder. We're being your little assistants, piss pig slut slaves, <laughs> reminding you that starting next week, we're going to be releasing episodes three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and even Friday. So forget about Tuesday. Tuesday's old news. Today and forevermore, Seek Treatment is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Tuesday's over. Tuesday, it's so sad. If you think it's about Tuesday, it's not. It never so was. wake up and live your life. And smell the coffee. <laughs> Yummy. Coffee-fee. Haha. <laughs> so funny. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, are you addicted? Before we get started, I want to say hello and also want to tell you about our new sponsor, BetterHelp. What is standing between you and happiness? Is it you? Are your own feelings a roadblock preventing you from achieving your goals, babe? Have you thought about talking to someone but are uncertain or unsure of where to start? Well, BetterHelp.com online counseling is there for you. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with licensed professional counselors, caring professionals specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. Depression, stress and anxiety, trauma, grief, self-esteem, crazy ass boy shit, whatever's going on, babe. Connect with your counselor in a safe and private environment. Get help on your own time and at your own pace. Schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist, all included worldwide, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Best of all, it's truly affordable, and for Seek Treatment listeners, you can get 10% off your first month with the discount code treatment if you've been wanting to talk to a therapist get started today go to betterhelp.com treatment simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love one that you can always change if it doesn't work out that's betterhelp.com treatment promo code treatment forever dog Dating and love, seek treatment. If you're boring as fun, seek treatment. If you're unlucky in love, seek treatment. If you just can't take a hint, we'll seek treatment. With Kat and Pat. Hey, it's Kat and Pat. And welcome to Seek, Seek Treatment, Treatment, a podcast about boys, sex, sex fucking, fucking dating, and love. Even. How even are you? Love. And people try to leave that out. I know, and no one talks about, about love that. too. I and know. it's important that we take a second to really kind of double down <laughs> that, yes, we're going to talk about love today. Yes, and every safe. day. And every day. One can hope. Oh, I think it's important that we reveal. That we're both wearing plaid. That we were having a plaid moment. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Okay, I'm obsessed. Uh, I'm dressed for like an art teacher. I know. Like a but, long gown. But you're also kind of like the craft. Like, oh, cool. Actually, one of our first, you know what that? Because um, one of our first shows we have to do together, remember? You wore that I dress. I never forget this. I'll and never, never forget, forget this. this. And this is so weird that I think this color plaid <laughs> looks good on me. I agree. And normally I'm like with plaid, okay, I'm like beating myself up. I'm right, like, right. I shouldn't be wearing plaid. Right, like, I'm so lame. Totally. Like, I'm internalized homophobic. <laughs> but, like, this color plaid, I feel like actually. Yep, that color plaid, <laughs> which is many colors, which is more of an aura than a yeah, color. Yeah, so I'm actually fine with them forgiving myself today. I'm I'm putting away the bat and I'm beating myself up with a feather today for wearing plaid. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. You can meet some of your best friends in basements in Bushwick if you're both wearing plaid. And totally. that's sort of the law. That's, that's kind of totally what we're here to talk about today. That we've explored. So um, I I'm wearing psycho. a dress. I feel psycho when I wear a dress, but I'm wearing a dress because my yeast infection <laughs> just won't quit. Yes, queen, I'm go learning off. so much about yeast infections from your current yeast infection. I know. Well, you think it would be gone by now. Well, yeah. that's, I would have definitely thought it would be gone by now. You know, well, I I keep, it's because I keep not waiting to fuck because I'm addicted. <laughs> <laughs> I felt crazy last night. I like... um. 
I'm like dating. I'm hooking up with this new guy. Oh, dating. No, okay, stop. Cute. Stop. Edit that out. And um, <laughs> don't and like keep that in. Came to my show last night, and then we just like kept making out at the show, but it's getting so fucking horny. And yeah. then um, but I've and chose... what, what kind of space were you making out in? Was there a booth? Were you standing? It was kind of like a standing a group with at the bar. Standing in a group. No, no, not no, at no, no, not in a group. Not in a group. I'm not above that. I'm not above that at all. I'll kiss anyone. And but this, it was like we were off to the side at at the bar, and we were just like talking for a while, and then just like really sexually hooking up in public I'm, I'm like don't care about that but then um but then what happened was like i've chosen to live my life in a way where i had to record a podcast at 10 a.m in the morning so i was like <laughs> i actually have to go home to sleep right and i've I, never said that i've never said i better stop and go home i my whole journey okay yeah <laughs> well i was sober which helped but sometimes that doesn't even help but i, I um i've seen you you see it's yeah. amazing and you said you, do. you, you said no me knowing, me know, <laughs> my brain's broken because I had a migraine this morning. And that's where we're at. Me knowing that you're sober and seeing the things that you still do, I'm often. <laughs> You've texted you texted me the mind on New Year's the mind Day. Is blown. You said it's you said it's impressive how psycho you can still be sober. <laughs> and I said thank you. Um, but it's, inspi- it's inspiring. My journey around pu- puberty was that I never got blue balls. Like I didn't think that was real, and even Same. in health class, I forget if they said it was real or not. But I was like, I don't think it's real because I never got them. But I had like an intense like painful situation last night so did you jerk off yeah but i felt weird i was like i texted you i was like just jerk off i know and i was like i'm scared to jerk off because no you said you said okay no i said i'm scared because it hurts and you said okay and then you said ice stuff and i said okay (laughs) and that's hillary rodham clinton what happened (laughs) and that's the paper trail that we have left okay Okay. enough of this enough Um, honestly enough of this enough enough we have even that was too much i know and that's what everyone's gonna say (laughs) and we're ready for that backlash bitch (laughs) (laughs) they did too much in the opening bit (laughs) i dare you um okay cool let's actually we we have some really special guests it's a really special episode and no one's talking about that yet but they will be it's very crazy because not only do we have one guest (laughs) no and that would be too easy. <laughs> we have three, three. guests. <laughs> Count them. One, two, three. We have the creative team behind the new web series, Mercy Mistress, which explores PDSM, sexuality, queer culture, etc. We'll let, you know what? I'll let them talk we, about Yes. We'll... But it's very exciting. We have in the studio today, executive producer Margaret Cho, Yin Q, creator of the series, and Poppy Leo. Who plays Yin in the series? Welcome. Thank you. We're gonna bring in our guests. Everyone wanna go around and right, say hello? Hi. 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 Hello. How are you guys? Great. Thanks for having us on. We're honored. Yeah. Sorry about the blue balls. No, thank you for saying <laughs> that. It's the worst. I never had had it before in my whole life. I think I've had them. Um I've le- less lately, but um when you have them it really hurts and then yeah, you're like scared to jerk off because like what if I like uh, I like know. and you're like Dry heaving cum, yeah, yeah. you know, like when so much comes out, like that, you're like, <laughs> I know it feels yeah. too far. Everything feels too wound up right now. I better just, yeah. um, yeah, like your asshole's gonna come out of your dick, like that kind of, <laughs> yeah. like it's a very, I mean, I know what a humiliating way to die. The worst. <laughs> um, I feel like some pain is good. Mm. I feel like I'm like a blue balls creator. That's um, good. That's wait, better. Yeah, because I feel like my erotic place. Is just like some like good making out and rolling around, mm. and then I get very sleepy really fast. I know my personal brand. I think is sleepy erotic, which is very appropriate. I'm both sleepy and erotic <laughs> constantly, not one without the that. other. Ooh. And so like sleeping for me is sexy, and getting sleepy is sexy. And I just I'm like, ooh, I'm in it, and then immediately pass out. And I think everyone around me is like, um, do I? 
can I? Uh, <laughs> totally. Okay, I we're sleeping now. Cool, we're sleeping. I connect with that. I uh, I can't stop. On Grinder, <laughs> on Grinder, one of the things when they say like, "What are you into?" One of the things people say or is like body contact. What is that? It just means like I don't know touching a body. Touch, well, yeah, it like just hugging. means like making out and like rolling around and stuff. It's yeah, and then, like, it's kind of sleep. It's like sleepy erotic, basically. Thank that's you. Good. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. It's sweet. It's sweet. Yeah, yeah. it's really sweet. that's very romantic. <laughs> Being into body contact and grinder is sweet. Well, we've been really <laughs> trying on this pod to sort of bring back making out. Yeah, feel like people don't do it enough. That's one of my New Year's resolutions. Really? We were oh. just talking about it in the elevator <laughs> yesterday Obsessed. with like a couple strangers. Where mm-hmm. I was like, I want to get abs. I want to make out more with strangers mm-hmm. and. What was my third one? I think that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I want people to grab my like my head, like the back of my head more when they kiss me. Yeah. Like I want like a really like get in this. Like I'm obsessed. Yeah. Oh my god. We've got the, the hair for it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was born for this. <laughs> the guy that I'm, I'm hanging up with right now, we one time we like did the full shebang and then twice though we just kind of hooked up in public bar situations. And mm-hmm. it's been great. I like that. But enough about us. Yeah. We want to know. What's going on with you guys? Should we do a quick? Well, we do. We have a segment on the pod called "Who are Who were you? Who are you? And who do you want to be?" And maybe does everyone want to like quickly sort of say that? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, I'm Margaret Cho. Uh, I've been Margaret Cho for a while. I'm a comedian, and now I want to be a producer. Well, I am a producer, executive producing the show uh, Mercy Mistress with with uh, the amazing talent, and really it is. Um, an incredible exploration of BDSM in a way that I have never seen. Very authentic. It's not Fifty Shades of Grey. It's far more. And I'm so excited. So that's me. Cool. Great. Awesome. I'm Yin Q. Um, I was a dominatrix. I'm a writer. And yeah, I want to keep on being a writer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm really excited to, to be here. I'm exhausted because we just had our release party last night at at Museum of Sex. Yeah. To introduce we need uh, deeds. Like, we... And it's violent to do a podcast at 10 a.m. And we acknowledge that and we don't. <laughs> and we apologize. And even though this was our choice, we, d- we don't like it. No, we don't control our own lives. We yeah. love it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. So, and then. Hi, I'm Poppy. Um, I am a actor and um, I'm a queer first generation Chinese American person. Um, and I'm also a full spectrum doula. And that feels oh really God. exciting because that's something that happened in the last year. I actually have a client giving birth in two days who I'm meeting right after this for a prenatal visit. Oh, my so God. That's okay, so life right now. Big women can't have it all. That's, <laughs> so that's going on. And also, I was talking to some of my friends last night at our Mercy Mistress after party. And we were talking about our personal brand. Of course, I was like, I'm sleepy erotic. But then I was like, I think I can expand on this more. So I'm going to try this out here right now for the first time. Oh, my God. Is that I realized that my current gender expression, I think, is, okay, fleecy, (laughs) slutty, lazy, skater boy with an eye, (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes old grandma. And they were like together. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that too. Okay, wait, I think mine is velvet, mm. art teacher, crying near a pool. Oh, anyone I love else? That. Yeah. Okay, mine is gay, psycho, shy, screeching, sad, soccer, horny, afraid. Soccer. Horny and Afraid, a new series on MTV. <laughs> Soccer is like the odd one out of that list. I know. She means because I'm, na- I'm, na- I'm, na- I'm so good at comedy that I am a nanny right now. And um, I am constantly like 
shuttling kids around to sh- to soccer practice and oh. like texting their moms how they're doing for and, fun like, or for a job for very much for a job okay. <laughs> <laughs> um very much i don't know maybe you just like job. find kids on the street like you want to go to soccer <laughs> yeah hey you got it kid <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see a lot of kids i've seen a lot of I'm kids a, kick a lot of balls but <laughs> you have something special <laughs> you're like the people like parents warn you about like if someone comes to you it says they're a soccer scout <laughs> and wants you to go with them to soccer practice don't go i am that i am that man um Beautiful. wait i'm curious about um like bdsm and dominate because i don't know very much about i'm an ignorant i went to catholic yeah. school so i know absolutely oh, perfect nothing. but it's a perfect setup right. catholic school is like the entry program you to probably BDSM. know oh right. you probably know much more than you way more they have like <laughs> you've crazy had a lot of training like you know when you kneel on rice this is probably what they didn't do and your generation is this is like they probably yeah. got rid of it but the nuns would make you kneel on rice grains mm-hmm. if you if you oh did something God. wrong and then over time your body weight would like make it like bloody oh. I, think, I think that's a martial art thing too yeah yeah that's <laughs> yeah, like a buddhist <laughs> thing also yeah. yeah the fine line between catholicism bdsm and the martial arts absolutely because <laughs> yeah. it's about you know disciplining yourself or kind of controlling your reactions to pain i think yeah i, I think i would be more i tend to um kind of shut down i do something when i'm hooking up that frequently makes people ask if i'm okay but i um i what is the thing i just like no i just i don't know i just like shut down and i can't like um like i hear myself like when people like say complimentary thing it just i get so stressed Mm. out that i just i'll I'll, I'll be like thank you (laughs) like um like i can't like make decisions and I, i think i'm probably more submissive than than Dom. So maybe yeah. you want somebody to like force you into the moment. I mean, that's what it, hair grabbing is kind of all mm. about because it it drags you into the present in a way that I think um, makes BDSM so alive is that you're you have to be in the moment when you're in pain or in kind of like du- duress. You have to be right there. Right, I don't know, but right. uh, Yin would know more. She's I, and you can. There's something called subspace too, where you can actually let be. You know, if your top is really watching you and, and caring for you, you can allow yourself to go into something called submissive space, where you're allowed to float. Um, but there's a difference between submissive space and dissociation. Yeah. So there's like, and a good well, what, top what would be able to. What do you mean float? Float into submissive space. It's like a it's rush of endorphins. Get, yeah, when it's you like get to actually time. really enjoy the moment. But yeah, you're enjoying like um, basically all the the wonderful pharmaceutical drugs that your own brain and body is is pumping out for you. That's amazing. Do, I mean, too. He is a runner and an addict. Wait, so I um, see my relationship is I, I'm a I'm a very horny person, but then I I struggle to enjoy sexual encounters because i'm too stressed out by them mm-hmm. bdsm is great because it gives you like the negotiations beforehand you can actually write everything out send it to the person you're about to like engage in so that everything's sort of you know create like curated already yeah um from your side as well as their side and then that way it kind of it, it releases some of the stress i mean there's there's still the moment of going in where you you have to you know there's always going to be anxiety and that's going to be part of like the fun of it yeah but um yeah you don't have to like also be responsible for your sexuality too that's one thing that's great about bdsm is that it it relieves you of the responsibility of having to kind of like 
really be sexual. You can have somebody kind of force you into right. it. I think that's what I want. Yeah, and that's what's mm. great. And it's not always about pain. It's more about control or relinquishing control. Yeah. And, um, you know, that that side of it, I think it, it makes it appealing for people who are kind of like somewhat embarrassed about their sexuality yeah, to begin I'm with. Yeah, I'm humiliated of that. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, help, it's helpful, you know, um, yeah. to get into something. And, and um, but, you know, we were at this party and like, uh, what's so fun about it is that it just gives it the spirit of play, which I think Poppy really brings to the to the table is that the playfulness and like she's spanking people last night and it, <laughs> it was like so fun for everyone. So that's the, another element, too, is that you can bring back a bit of innocence to your sexuality, which I think is really needed mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. A discovery. Yeah. Yes, because we both were brought up with just so much shame surrounding sex. And then I sort of bounced off that and was like i'm obsessed with it now and i want to fuck all the time whereas you i feel like we're more like yeah well yeah i also i didn't come out till i was 25 and that was like then i spiraled and then (laughs) um now i'm figuring it out sometimes i wonder like like the setting up of the rule so yeah i know nothing about this also so i'm so curious and i want to know everything like sometimes i worry that's the setting up and the rules to me i'm like does that make it unsexy to be like talking about it before her is that like part of the appeal like is that sexy you oh, know what i mean it, it can totally sexy. be part of the yeah. appeal yeah. absolutely it's like have, it's actually like writing an erotic letter oh yeah you know so it, it actually builds the tension but once you set also especially like the limits of the, the boundaries that you don't want to go mm-hmm. past um then you can just kind of dive in without the fear that maybe you're going to be pushed into something mm. that you don't want because you just you know you're just going to be pushed into stuff that you want, right? You know, I know. yeah, yeah. So well, it's, it's like just like, being <clears throat> held down and fed your own cake, basically. <laughs> yeah, I think it's for me. It's like I kind of want all of it, but I don't want to like admit that I want it, mm. and so it's that kind of like that's why it would be fun. Like all of the <clears throat> all whenever I watch porn, I always like create this narrative in my head that like someone is like not into it, and then like they kind of keep getting pressured until they like get really into it, and then mm-hmm. they like love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's like, like a great like the interrogation that you want. right an, yeah. inter- an interrogation yeah. scene where you're just yeah. like you know held down and like being forced to say all your dirty details yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean okay. I'm, I'm, like, remember, okay, I'm gonna do part. a murder just to make that happen it's <laughs> really good and then you maybe to figure it out you could like you could just make like a vision board on Pinterest like make like <laughs> yes. a fuck board and don't make it public but just put like pictures of the things that you find sexy and then sharing that with somebody else who can help you realize those dreams. Yeah. You know? But I think the three of us, we represent, I think, very distinct groups within BDSM. Like, I'm hardcore bottom. (laughs) Even as a full-fledged dom. And then Poppy's very much a switch. So she could probably speak to both sides Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. Well, I think specifically as a switch, different people bring out different sides of me. And there are some people that I feel like very savvy with that I don't want to be dommy around them. And then there are like relationships that I have where I'm like, I'm only Dom there. And then um, I'm also poly as well. And I feel like that's actually a big part of my poly negotiation with my partners is that like we have very specific different like sexual needs. Yeah. And part of that negotiation is one, us like acknowledging that we don't expect our relationship to be the source that fulfills all places, which is a super unhealthy thing and is mm-hmm. what we're taught through like heteromonogamy. But also that, you know, like that we celebrate each other finding joy and desire and support and love and 
intimacy and friendship and creativity in all other places as well. So like this has actually been happening really recently because in the last couple of months in particular, um, and I'm in a committed relationship, it's called the Queer Traverse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're best friends of the Queer Traverse who are dating and in love. That's our official term for each other. But then recently we also renegotiated that term. So now we're naughty slumber party sisters. (laughs) That's the most recent one for professional use only. it sounds like when you keep renaming like a text thread group. Yeah. <laughs> I actually love doing my great relationship. Passion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like very recently I've been like, I very, very specifically going on first dates and I'm very specifically craving like having like, like one night stand sex, like intimate, like consensual loving, but like one night stand sex with like strangers that I meet on first dates. So uh-huh. where do you find dates? Do you go on apps? Well, I just started actually. So I've only tried Bumble so far uh-huh. and it's been nice. It's been fine. It's like super, super hetero. And like, right. I just get all these like, pl- like, like, I don't know. Best guys. Best guys. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I they that's all, the best guy app. They're all is like that too. Watch out. <laughs> oh yeah. I think Tinder's the best, honestly, still the classic tried oh. and true. You get the, the most diverse range of people. I feel like. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah, hinder, hinder, hinder. whatever. Okay, that's all right. Hinder. We're going into business, right, making right. hinder. Hinge. Hinge is finance. Bumble is, is like, finance. maybe I have a guitar, but I work in finance. <laughs> it's definitely that. Raya is like, I'm an ex-skateboarder living in Utah, and it's like, good for you. <laughs> and then Tinder is just like, why? Wanna fuck? Yes. Oh, I've had some good... Tinder sex. Ooh. Wait, my question, I had a question though, based on what you were saying earlier. Yeah. I feel like I'm always subby and I want to explore my Dom side, but I don't know how, where was a good place to start? How would you, is it possible to be both, you know, or? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's like in gay, that's like in gay, um, being verse. <laughs> verse. <laughs> yeah. Verse. I think it also has to like, I don't know, I'm a firm believer that like, it has to be with the right people. Right. Yeah. You know, like if you're with someone who like does not want to be domed at all, like you can try your best to like talk through it and it's going to be awkward and not work out, you know. So, but but <laughs> if you find someone who is like, dom me, please. And this is the other thing, too, I think, is that like um, like a sub dom relationship doesn't even have to be like it's like it's sexual. It, it's intimate because of like the physical interaction, but it doesn't have to be sexual is like the thing like sexual and like the conventional sense of stuff it could be like your dom scenario i mean case in point last night is that like you just want to be spanked Mm. fully clothed and like maybe like verbally humiliated like whatever that is you know like there's so many different variations of what that can look like and i feel like with the lens of like hookup culture like heteromonogamy like bar scene etc it's hard to imagine like meeting someone being like can you verbally humiliate me? Yeah, can yeah, yeah. can <laughs> we just do that? And yeah. that's what we both want. I, I also have to say that at this point in my life, like my favorite subs are service subs who actually just wanted like, please you by by running errands or shining your shoes or oh getting God. your groceries oh, okay. and there are people who are really great about that yeah that they, and just, they just want that yeah they just want to help you out i love a financial love sub yeah. uh, you know somebody who gets that, off by putting money in your account mm-hmm. okay i would love to oh be one of those like, i feel like that's a unicorn though i never i've never really felt like there's a few and i've, I've heard of a few but i feel like there's really a lot of emotional labor that goes into those, there's a so. lot of like hand holding and there's a lot and there's a lot of like other work you have to do 
issue around sure. that, but it's really it's it's Wait, a lucrative kind of one. Well, well it just kind of like you know <laughs> making sure that they don't feel like they're actually being used, but they right. they know they're being used. Being used is it's part, part of, of the it. Fun, yeah. It's it's almost like cuckolding, like that yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a very like treacherous area to be in. And then do you ever ultimately hook up? Well, sometimes they just like don't want that. It's not about wow. physicality at all. It's it's really about the mental uh, picture of you trampling all over their bank account. Wow, which I think is a very it's a very specific thing. But um, so everybody has different things. I think when what I noticed though is most straight men love to be domed. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. Like I think most people what form it comes seem in. to love to be domed. Mm-hmm. I think in the right way, but it's in the light way. Like you could just. Um, maybe it's about mirroring, like if they're grabbing your hair, you can grab their hair mm-hmm. or like something that is more forceful, like just putting their uh, head between your legs, mm-hmm. like that, just that kind of directive of just putting strength in your arms around the positions you're in. See, yeah, I, always try to, I always try to mirror people because I always run out of ideas when I'm hooking up and <laughs> I always, um, I'm always like, wait, what should we do now? And then, um, but then I'm like, okay, then they'll think of a Next new idea. Step. So I'll just try to mirror that. But then I get in my head and I think that they're going to think I'm copying them. So that's stressful. <laughs> my true fantasy is just like to lie there and just have someone say like the dirtiest shit towards me and just like destroy me. Um, but then I'm like, I want them to get to do this too if, they, if that's what they want. Yeah, you know? my fantasy is that no one talks for the whole time and then we could chat afterwards. Because I'm not there to make friends. I, I, love, I love hearing the talk, but I don't always love saying it well, i want to get more comfortable it, saying it's it. my name as you know it's my name or to have to react to things right in front of someone well, it's and, hard it's like improv yeah no more improv no more Stop. improv it stops here <laughs> no more improv in or out of the sack it's mm. honestly so impressive i remember one of the first um dom scenes that i sat in on as like a character research study um which was like a like a good friend of mine now who was introduced to me by yin um, when I was doing character research, um, they had a double dom situation for a a client that they had been seeing for a long time. And the scene was this very elaborate, like, I think Catholic school, um, like, huh. the yeah. client was found jerking off. And then the headmistress and the nurse had to, like, punish him was the whole scene. And it was very elaborate in terms of there was, like, electroshock. There was bondage. Oh. There was, like, stuff in every orifice. There was, like, and I, they were, like, Poppy's going to be here. Like, the client, we had consent. And they were, like, we want to incorporate you somehow. So you're Nurse Poppy. Amazing. And I was, like, okay, great. <laughs> so this is my first scene that I sat in. So I was in the corner with my clipboard taking notes for myself, but taking notes as oh Nurse Poppy. And I remember just like as they started, I was just so impressed by like as all this stuff is happening, just all of the improvised dirty stuff that yeah. they were saying where they were like, oh, like we ca- like like here you are again, like sticking things up your butt like the ruler that you found in the classroom. And now you have like, I don't know, all yeah. these things. As and they everyone, were like, yeah, and, and everyone's just ending and everyone's yes. kind of building this beautiful picture. Yes, it's like it was like very beautiful. And like they were checking out. There's a lot of giggling. But I remember just sitting back and being like, there's you're juggling so much right now. Doms are amazing. Yeah, there's, Doms a, lot of, are super there's a lot of multitasking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm curious about the giggling. You mean people were sort of like everyone was just I think that's the other thing the, there's a myth that like when you're in a SM scene or if you're in a dungeon it's like so right. hardcore everyone's like staring at you with these eyes and you're like Ugh. yeah but I think in reality there's 
um, like one, there has to be a lot of trust and like love and compassion. And I think when you're especially doing scenes that are like deep fantasies, like it's really, really vulnerable, regardless of like if this seems like I want you to like yell and scream and humiliate me, like that's really vulnerable. You have to like actually love and trust that person more than you normally would to be okay with that happening. So I think like with that as the backdrop of these are people that all trust each other a lot, who have really done the work of negotiating what ends up happening is like everyone kind of being in this scene and also being able to like kind of have a bird's eye view and be like, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of joy in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But there Especially, also sounds like while you're, while you're in the midst of spanking someone, I mean, it's just it's, it's a wonderful, joyful thing. As, as Margaret said, like there's, there's so much playfulness in it. Mm-hmm. So even that, um, I mean, I remember scenes where I would be doing something extreme, like single tailing someone who's like bound and gagged and fully hooded. And I would just break out into laughter because I would just be so happy <laughs> that this was my life. Yeah. That this was yeah. something that I got to pay, be paid to do. Like, single tailing. You know, um, whipping. Cool. Yeah, with a, like a long, thin whip that's um, quite, quite, uh, yeah, quite sadistic. It is amazing to see, to like think of being in these scenarios that society is just like, no, you don't do that every day. And we're just like, yes, we do this. Like whenever we want, whenever I want. Um, say so. It sounds like a lot of scheduling is involved. It's a priority too. Yeah. Like if you're uh, into this, you want to prioritize all of these, these feelings and these sessions. I mean, I think that if you prioritize sex that, you know, this even more, these kinds of experiences, like BDSM scenes, you would really, really, really like highly prioritize. Totally. So, and even the preparation, it that becomes very erotic, you know, getting everything together and, or even afterwards, like sometimes like subs will like take a bath, like really hot water. So the bruises come to the surface even more, Oh wow! you know, to, to pleasure, um, that sensation, like that, that memory, you know, it, it becomes like almost a religious kind of a, a, mm. a magical experience. It's like, it's really ritual, mm-hmm. which I think is really powerful. And any kind of bloodletting through society, like all of the different tribes that we've seen all through human history, we've seen this kind of like bloodletting ritual to commemorate moments. Well, especially Catholicism. Yeah. You all are I know. worshiping. We're somebody who is suffering things. for your sins and is bleeding on the cross. Truly. Are there ever days where you're like, you've scheduled something and you're like, I don't really want to go there. I know. <laughs> like, I'm so busy. Or you're always just like, fuck yes. It's like, when you get there, you'll be, we'll be glad when I go. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Catherine have a relationship with doing comedy shows where every day we wake up and say, I would pay $600 to not go to my show tonight. <laughs> and then we get off stage and we're like, I'm addicted to this. I'll never stop. <laughs> the high, the high. Um, oh, what was my question? Oh, I'm curious. Like, First of all, how do you guys meet people? And then what's like the first conversation you might have to let them know this is what I'm into? Like, are you are you into this? Do you want to talk about it? Where, where do, What's like the very beginning? How does it all start? We used to meet people like, I mean, I think um, like when you're meeting people in a BDSM context, it's very easy totally. because everybody sort of puts it out there. There's like used to be like sites like alt.com and, and, and FetLife, I guess that they have, have like almost it's almost like a Facebook for kinky people mm-hmm. I mean, there's all sorts of resources online but um in general like before in the 70s in like new york people would go to like the Spiegel society which was this very very famous bdsm organization and and they would have these like parties where you could go and talk to people and uh you know that that's part of it but there's i don't know i've been out of the sea i'm retired so i don't know nowadays how people i guess hook hooking up through apps is there a bdsm app Probably. Not specifically an app, um, but there still are, are some great parties around um, in in both you know New York and Brooklyn, and just depends on which ones 
Yeah. Kind yeah. of are more your niche. Uh, but Paddles is still well and alive as well. Then uh, Lesbian Sex Mafia is still active. Yes, LFM um, is definitely still active and they're great. They used to do, a, uh, the, there was the Crypt and um, the Hellfire, Hellfire Club. Yeah, Hellfire In, Club is like, I oh think it's Loboton store now. I don't know. It's been there many, 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 many times. <laughs> Wait, the meat packing district, and they had, they had, they were like S&M clubs. Mm. And, you know, actually Madonna featured one of them in her sex book mm-hmm. um, where, where she's like took a bunch of photos there but it they were actually like full-time nightclubs that were here in the 80s 90s and people would go and they would book it and and it, it was it was very public yeah so there's, there's um, something called the submit party which is also um, a femme and queer space um, that's actually just up the street from here. <laughs> Should we go? Oh, so. for lunch. <laughs> oh my um, god, we'd be so neurotic walking into us. We'd be so fucking. I know. I try to like go for one cool? single. I know. It's the, I know. It's one of the places that we um that we brought Poppy for for character <laughs> research. Wait, can oh, you tell cool. us how to like fucking chill out and like enjoy our lives. Okay, well my first and only time in seven. I don't know if I was the chillest because we were. Sh- I was chaperoned by a dumb friend of mine there. Well, that's what she says. She was like, I was like, like brought me and Amanda to go there and we were like yeah you were like our mentor he's like yeah I definitely was like a chaperone yeah and we were like hmm. but before we went we went to a deli because she was like it's like BYO everything so you can get food like beer whatever like the notion being like you can get liquor and go there but we're in the deli and I'm like Ooh, what do I really want? I really want a yogurt parfait. No, <laughs> I got a yogurt parfait, and then we proceeded to enter submit, and we are in the basement. It's like very, very hot. It kind of like smells like a swimming pool because like there was a lot of chlorine to keep it clean, and there's just like a very intense flogging scene, like right next. To me. I'm like, I at one point I'm sandwiched in between a really intense flogging scene and this very intense needle play scene where there was like saran wrap over this bed and like and I was like just there eating my yogurt oh my God. and I was like I think this is a kink actually that's like, a gorgeous tableau <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm here, I need to just have my own yogurt parfait section. Do you guys and... exclusively hook up when it's BDSM stuff or are you still into like um other like non-BDSM hookups? I think it it's always an as if you're into it, it's always going to be an aspect to your sex life and that just it comes about naturally um and um but stuff like going to play parties and everything uh, for me, that was definitely a part of my life. I just, I don't have the energy to go out in it. I'm like, I'm so tired. Right. You said I you're can't. retired. What do you, what do you I'm mean? really tired. I mean, tired. I'm reti- retired. Because yes. I'm 50. I'm sort of like not so into pursuit of that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to go. I want to go have like prime rib. Oh, you know? Right. <laughs> That's where we're at. <laughs> I'm 30 and I'm ready for my prime rib rib here. <laughs> like five in the afternoon. So that's my my <laughs> feeling. But I think like, yeah, if you're into it, it's always going to be an aspect. But the, what's so fun is that um, there's so many things set up for you, like play parties, societies, clubs, um, all sorts of like underworld activity, which is really amazing. Yeah. And then you end up setting up your own bedroom. I mean, my, yeah. my bedroom has like the cage that rolls underneath the bed yeah. and I open my closets and it's like, you know, and it has all the, um, the accoutrements. Cool. Uh-huh. I have a jail cell underneath my, underneath the, um, in the basement. Oh my God. My but- house, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm tired. That's why I would struggle, I think, with, um, like, I think I'm a monogamous person, but only because my, like, a primary impetus behind my, like, looking for love is that I want to, like, be able to stop spending so much time and energy, like, looking for sex. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to just, like, have a relationship and then have to, like, not have to, like, and then just be able to sleep. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not monogamous, but what happens is that as soon as I meet someone, I fall full in love with them and want to be monogamous for like a few months and then I like am done. Help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, help. <laughs> Was that not a question? No, that's absolutely natural. That's just like discovery and that's just like being young. And I you know. just like, and I'm so in it. young. It's great. <laughs> that's um, really funny. So, what should I do? Just enjoy it. Bye. It's us. Hi, my little sweeties. Just want to take a quick break and remind you about our new sponsor, BetterHelp. What is standing between you and happiness? Is it you? Are your own feelings a roadblock preventing you from achieving your goals, babe? Have you thought about talking to someone but are uncertain or unsure of where to start? Well, BetterHelp.com online counseling is there for you. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with licensed professional counselors, caring professionals specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. Depression, stress and anxiety, trauma, grief, self-esteem, crazy ass boy shit, whatever's going on, babe. Connect with your counselor in a safe and private environment get help on your own time and at your own pace schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist all included worldwide and you can start communicating in under 24 hours best of all it's truly affordable and for seek treatment listeners you can get 10 percent off your first month with the discount code treatment if you've been wanting to talk to a therapist, get started today. Go to betterhelp.com treatment. Simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. One that you can always change if it doesn't work out. That's betterhelp.com treatment. Promo code treatment. Um, I'm curious, what are the, well, first of all, I remember a few years ago at a New Year's Eve party. Thank you. I met um, this couple and I was like, how'd you guys meet? And they're like online. And I was like, oh, cool, Tinder. And they're like, no, a weird one. And I was like, oh, and then they never explained. And I think about that every day. And now I'm like, oh, maybe it was like fat life or something. I'm like, why didn't they just say it? <laughs> a, a weird one. I'm like, yeah, isn't that weird? Isn't that a weird answer? I'm like, like cliffhanger. Yeah. Are you guys okay? <laughs> right, maybe, maybe it was like, um, maybe it was like um, farmers only. Yeah, oh, like oh, Christian yeah. mingle. Christian mingle. Yeah. It wasn't a field near a church. Or just next clues. Yeah, just Jane. So tell us how you guys started the web series. Yes. Well, it was, um, so I've, I've been working on a memoir for many, oh. many years, and I got really sick and tired of writing from the, from the you know, just my point of view. Yeah. So I jumped into writing a screenplay and just loved, yeah, loved the freedom that it, it created because I really wanted to tell the other stories, not just my own, from my, from like the eye. Yeah. Um, and I also got sick of like sticking to the exact truth because right. there are so many, you know, variations of, of the truth out there. So, um, so. I wrote the screenplay, hung out with Poppy. I think we like we met on the dance floor, was hanging out mm-hmm. at, at um, a friend's wedding. And I know that's so a dream. Chic. And I know. So every time and I go to a straight wedding, I'm like, <laughs> every time I go to a straight wedding, I'm like, okay, like, there's probably going to be at least one other gay person here, and that'll be helpful to me because I'm their only option. Right. And I'm like, I just have to find <laughs> yeah. the other gay person. I mean, this was, this was a Burning Man kind of wedding, right? Okay, cool. So I mean, I'm people were sleeping in tents we and were, like, yeah, we were like in a like a tent. It was yeah. like in the hills. There was a barn. Yeah. There was a drum circle. Mm-hmm. There was like playground. I think we met on the psychedelic playground because your kids were playing on it, and my friend had like a like an LED T-shirt. And I'm, I remember this so specifically. But we didn't know about, like, our lives before that. Yeah. Like, You didn't know about each other's lives? We didn't know, like, what we did for work. Yeah. Like, we were just like, oh, friends. Mm. And then only, I think, half a year after that did we have a moment where we were like, wait, what do you – wait, what? And then we were like, oh, my gosh. <gasps> is this the best thing ever? And then everything just, like – 
cosmically united. Yeah, and then that's amazing. We cosmically united with Margaret. Yeah, I mean, it was just really meant to be because of like my history with BDSM is I used to work um, in San Francisco for a BDSM collective called A Stormy Leather, and this is like early '90s, and you know I was really into the scene because I was working for the store, and it just was so amazing. This whole world of like leather and fetish and BDSM was like you know shown to me, and I was so impressed by it. And I've always like kind of searched for something out there in the world of entertainment that was real about it. And Fifty Shades of Grey came out, which was nothing like it should be or yeah, what it was. I never saw it's it. It's the most the most unsexy movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like. Okay, that was but, it, but it put the topic out there at least. It puts you the know, topic out there. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I, I actually love it. I know she does. No, because it, it shows people that it exists. Yeah. You know. So I I came across this project, and you know I've been producing and and working to find projects that were really about promoting Asian American creators, and so this was just a perfect fit. And you know we just put it all kind of out there, and so now it's online and. It's really exciting because it, it, it just it really does mirror what this world is. And from an Asian Asian American perspective, it's powerful. And from a sex worker positive perspective. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. new too. Yeah. 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 Nice. I watched series yesterday, loved it. It's also like funny and just so charming and like I wanna know I'm like, I wanna know these people. I wanna hang out. Yeah. Like and I feel like you could do like so many installments. Like are you gonna do more seasons, more absolutely. stories? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you have yes. so many stories to I have tell. yes, I have ten more. <laughs> I have ten more outlined and we've got like the, oh, the amazing. next the next ten and <laughs> the next twenty <laughs> fully. And um, the next step is to take it to television. So this is the the goal, you know, that that we I, I mean, I think it's going to be really easy to bring it to um, all of these, like just all of, all of these different stories to the small screen or big screen or whatever. But it's it's really it's stories that need to be told. Totally, that's awesome. What are things about BDSM that you think people just like don't get? I think one of the um, things that it, there's a misconception about first of all how much care and mm-hmm. gentleness and. Um, yeah, love that that happens between the two people. Um, how much negotiations happen beforehand? How much aftercare happens afterwards to check in to make sure everybody um, that each other are right? And then also the, the fact that it can also be used in a way that it's not just primarily fo- focused on the erotic, uh, but also on like transformation of whether it's past trauma, whether it's addressing PTSD, which there's a lot of scientific studies about how how it's um, BDSM oh, cool. is helpful for that now. Um, but yeah, how it can really like be almost a spiritual thing, you know, and yeah. I hate to use that word, but it's actually, you know, people ha- get so moved by it because it is a body, mind catharsis, and it's going into like this, almost every realm of psychosexuality. Right. Like in the series, I was like, oh, she's like a therapist. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I was yeah. like, I did not expect that. Yeah. I also think that this series... Um, and the way that Yin wrote it is really a really great introduction, I think, for uh, vanilla fo- folks who have not experienced kink or BDSM to have an entry point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, I would identify as vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, not even, like, an entry point if, like, like now you're into SM. But um, as in, I think it's beneficial to, van- like, vanilla people, um, even if you're not into kink, just in terms of, like, how we talk about sex and the conversations we have about it and, like, what leads up to it. Um and I think like really normalizing the fact that like you're coming in without assumptions about where someone's at and you're like you're sharing yourself and meeting each other where you're at and co-creating something together. I feel like 
it's like, yeah, it's a lot of like what you're saying. It's a lot of scheduling. It's a lot of work in general. You know, it's so much conversation and negotiation. It's a lot of upfront work for the payoff. Yeah. the two. I think the two most intense scheduling things are BDSM and having a web series. And you guys are doing both at the same time, which is crazy. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> um, uh, but I think like when it comes to those conversations, like there's something so sh- strong in me that's like, that's what that's where the discomfort comes from of like we don't talk about this stuff like this yeah, is gauche yeah, yeah. like this isn't what you talk about and then I like mm-hmm. can't do it like how did you guys overcome those kind of cultural mm-hmm. things I think we're brought up with so much shame as Asian Americans yeah. like it, the shame is so deeply rooted in our culture and in um the way that we are in terms of for me like in my family it was really about the shame around queerness shame around the body shame around like female sexuality there's so much shame put on you that you've got to do something with that shame what the best thing for me was to eroticize that shame so it was a way to fight back all of the oppression that i was built up to sort of have against me so that's the best thing you know it's it's and it's magical when you can do something like that because you can take all this pain and heartache and turn it into something that is such gold for you yeah like that's really so i mean to me that's really powerful so beautiful yeah Yeah. but it's really what bdsm is for is for the transformative nature of like something like that you know and the the a miracle of your own body and like how it can take all of these strong emotions and sensations and it turns into something really beneficial. Oh. So that's yeah. what's good. Yeah. And I like believe very much in like sex magic. Yeah. As in like magic happens not if you're doing like the most intense. It happens when you have agency over what you want to happen to you. And mm-hmm. even if it's so simple, even if it's not kinky at all, even if it's just making out, but you have agency over the situation, mm-hmm. that's magic. You know, and that's reclaiming parts of yourself that, like, you may have lost. And I feel like in terms of, like, having a conversation, I think it's really nice to have a conversation, like, not in a sexual setting. Right. Like, having a lunch or a dinner or a coffee to be like, okay, let's talk about our stuff. Um, yeah. My, okay, so, <laughs> me and my <laughs> naughty summer party sister, aka my best friend, who I'm dating, um, we're really nerdy about all this stuff. So we made, like, we made a worksheet before we started our relationship. It's called the Queer Traverse Worksheet. Queer Traverse stands for the Queer Future Multiverse. <laughs> and I'd never done this before, ever, 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 but it was the most helpful thing ever. Um, it's literally like a spreadsheet, like, with tables See, and stuff. I don't fuck with Excel, but, I'll, but I'm with you. I'll Listen. translate it into Listen. a Word document for you. <laughs> um, but it's so the columns are one column is like questions or topic and then the next three columns are what has happened in the past what i desire for the present and what i aspire for in the future who are you who are you, who are you? Who are you? Who are oh and then the categories are there's like the first one is a general life check and like where are you in general in your life right now where do you hope to be there's one that's like love and relationships what has happened in love relationships in the past what do you want right now um, there's a section we're both poly, so one on like polyamory. There's one on sex and physical intimacy, um, past relationships, things that worked great and you loved, past relationships, things that you wouldn't want to repeat again, um, like navigating larger community space, money and finance, emotional labor, um, privilege. We like talk through so the, like before we started our relationship, we both filled it out really extensively and then had a really hot four hour like dinner date mm-hmm. where we just read through everything. Oh my God. And it was like the best thing ever. And I think not even just for like us sharing it with each other, but like <gasps> the process of me writing all that stuff down was more information about myself than I ever had before. 
And I so wish I had done that for all my past relationships because I just like after doing that, I was like, wow, I'm so clear about what I want. Yeah. And only after I know what I want can I begin to communicate that with someone else. Will you send it to us? <laughs> yeah. So that's an helpful. open source resource and document for so our cool. friends. Yeah, that's I, amazing. And I don't use a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and I want to say that's okay. That's, <laughs> and that's healthy. We're going to raise up your voice. <laughs> but being being an introvert writer, yeah, I, I usually start my negotiations through through writing too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what, one of the things that really brought me into and what I enjoyed about BDSM was like that romantic exchange of negotiations first through whether it was emails or through just letters or cards and then sitting down um, as like as Poppy did with with their friend and um and and then going and going through like the the you know multiple things that that we were both into yeah yeah. are you in a relationship right now I am cool how's it going I'm a committed relationship yeah how long what's your stats it's good (laughs) what are your numbers what are your numbers (laughs) um partners for almost 10 years wow oh my god Draga. We're best friends for six years before that. And yeah, we have wow. kids. I've got kids. Oh my so, God. Yeah, kids? I'm a mama. Oh yeah. my God. So talking about scale- scheduling. Yeah. We'll have to get our kids together I, Oh yeah. I was probably the, so- the soccer mom who texted you. Yeah. No. I'm curious. Um, how do you think you're going to talk to your kids about sex? Like, how do you want them to be raised? Because I was so raised the wrong way. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm already talking to them about sex. I mean, they're they're um, six and eight. Cool. And I'm talking, My kids are you know, I'm, I'm talking to them about pretty, 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 um, pretty openly, I think, you know, Amazing. I mean, it, it's, it's about the, you know, obviously, I'm not introducing them to any, any details that um, they wouldn't understand at this point. But in terms of lifestyle, of whether it's a queer queer lifestyle, BDSM lifestyle, poly people, um, they understand that like people come through our doors who are our friends who one person might be like always on their knees sitting next to their master. And that's okay as long as it's not overtly sexual, you know, in front of my kids. If that's what they're what's part of their relationship, that's how they show love to each other, that's totally fine for me. Um and the same thing is if like somebody's coming to in with with different partners, different times. I'm like, well, this is just how this right. is just how it is. You know, there's there's also lots of different ways that um, that uh, different kinds of families that are out there now, yeah. like whether they're, they're like divorced so families. Cool. I mean, there's like hetero <laughs> yeah. heteros, you know, like hetero families out there who are divorced many times with plenty of like um, parents and plenty right. of different um, configurations of siblings. So that's that's part of it too. You yeah. know, yeah. understanding I was that love like, happens in different ways. I was just where like if a piece of content kind of like acknowledges that sex exists, it's like okay. <laughs> Okay, let's change Off the channel, the word, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is hard. And then, if, and then gay sex, it was like, doesn't, isn't a thing. And that's why I'm this way. <laughs> the great thing is there's a lot of great comic books out there now, too. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? There's great comic book books for kids that, like, introduce this, these kinds of things. Oh, my you God, know, not cool. like Not like, um, not like porn Mac, um, comic books, but actual, yeah. you know, just to, to show different relationships. One time for Christmas, I got um, a comic book set, a comic book kit from my uncle. And then my friends came over after school and we were, we were like, let's do this comic book kit. But for some reason, we had the idea. We were like, we were in fourth grade. We were like, let's make a sex yeah a sex comic work so we just kept drawing like just like naked women Fuck and yeah, yeah like <laughs> boobs yeah and we're like yeah and then they'll have sex and like all that stuff and then like i didn't know what to do with it because like um 
So I was like, oh, fuck, like, what do I do with this sex comic book I've, I've created? Like, no one can find this. And so I hid it, and we had this um, Disney trivial pursuit that truly no one ever played. My whole It was part of my family's history that no one played that game. And so I hid it inside the Disney. I was afraid to throw it out because I was afraid someone would find it in the trash. I put it in Disney trivial pursuit. I swear to God, seven minutes later, my mom and little brother no. came down. They're like, let's play Disney trivial pursuit. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And my mom found it. She was just like, yeah. Whoa. And so she thought you were straight. And uh, it was the whole pie. <laughs> yeah, throw her off her axis. Don't bitch. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, we never spoke about it. We never oh spoke about it. Oh my god. I have so many questions. Um Yeah, I'm how, I'm curious how how each of you got into BDSM. Like what was the first mo- like moment? Um I think it's it just was I think it, it it's sort of like just knowing that it existed and then kind of really seeing it, you know, watching it, like, you know, because I was just exposed to, like, play parties, like, right away at, like, 18. And, like, just seeing this world that there was, like, all of this leather, there were people making dildos, there were, like, yeah, wait, all of this stuff, you know. So you moved to San Fran, do you you get the job at the store? I, I, I was, I grew up there, and then I got the job at the store, and then I'm just, like, you know, well, we're, we're going to this play party, if you want to come, and then, you know, they're, uh, there were all different kinds of play parties. And then just like just seeing it all, you know, it was just incredible. Um, so, you know, I had a very, very big introduction to it. Like just it was just there. And in San Francisco, it's in full it's in full fledged like happening. It's 90s. It's like crazy exciting. And so, you know, that there it, it was a wonderland of it. I mean, San Francisco is really a, like kind of the origin of a lot of that kind of queer BDSM culture. Of course, every year there's the Folsom Street Fair, which is very famous for it. So, which it's it was really awesome. Well, yeah, the Folsom Street Fair is amazing. It's just like they take over like the whole Mission District, right? Yeah, and it's just incredible. basically shut it down, and you've got spanking on the streets. Everybody's in leathers. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's like it's a full well, celebration. I've only been to San Francisco on a mission trip with my church. Um, so that's sort of the same thing. <laughs> similar, different mission. Yeah. Different mission. Yeah. I, mission. Yeah. I went to San Francisco twice this summer. I love it. I love San Francisco, but it was colder than I thought. That's awesome. Let's all take a moment and just sort of let that soak in. It was colder than he thought. San Francisco. Yeah, that's, and even that's when interesting. I, yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a famous line. Actually, you, know, yeah. you need a jacket. Yeah. You need a jacket. Wow. They don't. Te- they don't teach that in the schools. No, they're not talking about that. It's a Kerouac line. Um, so I got into BDSM. Like, first of all, it's in my blood. I was, you know. When I started kissing, I really was the person who was just see how many hickeys I could put on someone. Yes. And oh I just God. would bite yeah. people's lips. I would hold their throat. I would be the person who was like reaching for hair oh right away, yes. grabbing hair, oh. thrusting, you know, but not necessarily consensually at the age were, of 16. You yeah, know, were, like, people, so were you I getting was positive getting, responses to that? Sometimes, but some, you know, but I scared off a lot of people, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> with good, good reason, probably. Um, and so... I actually ended up reading because, yeah, I'm a nerd also. So, like, I, I read a lot about BDSM. I ended up doing, like, my senior thesis at Barnard oh, on cool. BDSM. You're into Barnard? I did. Cool. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> and I was working at a cabaret um, at the same time I was going to Barnard. So I was uptown uh, going to college, and then I was going down to Tribeca um, pretty much stripping at a, a burlesque place called the, the Blue Angel. And that was, you know, right as Madonna had come out with sex, which was really gratifying for me to see these images. And so I was going up on stage and 
and performing BDSM before mm-hmm. really understanding the lifestyle of it. Cool. Um, and then like learning about the lifestyle and the rules and safe words that just saved my life. Wow. Yeah. And probably saved a lot of other people's lives too from me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have those impulses too. I always want to slap people after they fuck me. Like right after. I don't like, want to. Like, what is that? I love kissing and slapping people at the same time. I know, I like that. No, I like that too. I don't like that. So there's, okay. I think I think there's a no, dom in me. I want, to find, I want to find out who she is. I I'm think scared some, I think of some of my partner, calm down. <laughs> we have this joke that Pat, Pat and I are eventually going to have a child together. And whenever we talk about it, Pat's like, but I'm not going to fuck you. And I'm like, I don't want you to fuck me. I'm not fucking her. No matter how bad she begs. <laughs> How bad she No, did. we're going to have one child together. Well, when we're rich, we're going to have one child mm-hmm. together, like through the labs, and then I'm <laughs> the lab system. And we'll share that one, and then I'm going to adopt one. That's just the <laughs> and then we're going to live, uh, we're going to live across the street from each other in the West Village, and then our, our partners are going to live in the same building as the other ones. So, like, my partner will live next door to Pat. So, I, like, sort of deal with them, but not like. <laughs> we can look at diagonal and see. Yeah. Them. And that's our kind Do of. Do you guys plan. like that? Is that part of it? That works. I like it. I believe. I believe in you. And that's in our chart. That you will, you know, send us on the chart. I'll hack the mainframe. Oh click clack. Well, I aspire for the future. I'm going to live in the West Village. This is my address. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> this is how much it costs right now. Yeah. Why do I want to slap people right after they make me come? anyone i think it's i think you don't need to know why you oh. want to do that yeah, right. yeah okay cool i think it's okay to not Writing know down. <laughs> i think it's cool to just like want what you want and then like the important thing is just communicate that with people but like okay. you know like i think you can go the deep dive to be like what is the origin story of this like, right, like, in the come, series, like the what happened to me very... when i was a kid right like, like if that's useful like that's a path you can go down but i don't think you have to yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, but, like, you know, there's a word for like when people see kittens when they're like really mm. cute and you kind of want to smush them. Yes. It's called cute aggression. So I think that like there's something similar. Like when mm. you've had like such incredible sex that you just mm-hmm. want to like nail the person. Fuck like, yes. yeah. <laughs> that I, I that just gave you that, that really good. You just want to just like slap them hard just because it's like, yeah. Like, I, I think it's like comes from the same sadism. Yeah. Oh God. Actually, you guys are really inspiring me and I'm going to smush a kitten. I'm going to smush a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, after I come, I want to chat with my new lover. After I come, I want to be alone and I want to want the person to go to go away or I, I want me to go away. <laughs> Is that cool? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? It's kind of, that's very shame-based. Yeah. It's like, oh, I did it, uh, yeah, that's, and it's, now it's, it's the release, a, and it's it like. It feels so sad. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's like, then you're just sort of sitting in it. It's like, well, I guess I did it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that kind of. How do I make that stop? Or a letdown have... of afterwards. It's like, was it really worth yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Was it worth feeling this way? Yeah. Yeah. But that's all, yeah, that's all shame-based. So you would probably be beneficial. It would be beneficial for you to explore a kind of a submissive mindset that lures shame-based scene. Yeah. Where you're, oh, you're forced to, like, it. work through it. You would probably get a lot out of it i think it would become very euphoric for yeah you. after doing ucb for like seven years though, i don't think i can do dom stuff it's too much 400 dollars a class i've paid my dues i can't do any more scenes oh my god i'm 30 that's so funny too much ucb for bdsm you can also like negotiate your aftercare too you know if it's like it's like you leave or i leave yeah you leave or i leave after a couple minutes i don't mind i don't mind if um they're there but sometimes i've already made them leave and i'm like oh well maybe your aftercare could be like okay we're gonna go to separate rooms we for 30 minutes that. and then come cuddle like, yeah. don't speak 
and then you make me food and I will eat it and then I'll feel better and then we're good and we can talk. Yeah, because that's kind of why I like the only making out thing because then you never get to that place of mm. like, you get to this painful, you're by yourself in your, <laughs> in your East Williamsburg apartment having blue balls place, but you don't get to that like, oh, I feel shitty that I came place. Well, then then, then there's the practice of edging, yeah. which is like um, that play of getting like so close to orgasm, but never doing yeah, it. But- and that's a kind of like a, a you know, orgasm denial which yeah. is i think a big part of play too like totally. that's very big thing at bdsm orgasm denial but edging stresses me out because i'm always like i'm gonna come by accident and it's gonna be um embarrassing i think it's also like <laughs> yeah, a yeah, taoist no tradition like it's supposed to be good it's supposed to be good for your chi yeah anyway edging yeah. is good for your chi yeah because oh, you're recycling you're recycling your chi no what? not for women women actually we um regenerate our chi through orgasms okay. so we're supposed to do multiply <laughs> orgasms uh, wow. men are supposed to male identified people are supposed to just keep edging well, so that their chi keeps building Right. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you lose so it. Fucked. What What else is good for chi? <laughs> I don't know. Tea. <laughs> Can someone tell tea me aftercare? <laughs> why I've only squirted twice in my life, and I want to do it more? Um, oh. Some people don't squirt. I don't squirt. I don't squirt. I've never squirted. Interesting. It, I think like also like if you have a really powerful vibrator, sometimes it just makes you squirt. Interesting. But not. I- yeah, generally I'm so sensitive that I don't like any kind of toys. Like I just literally can like lean on a pillow, and I'm like off to the races I know, I come regenerating my chi yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and me too but but it's depleting my chi and that's hard <laughs> and that's where we differ but it's kind of like that that myth of like simultaneous orgasm or whatever we see in porn we think we're supposed to do and it's really like not all bodies are created equal we're not all the same right. in our reactions and our physiology so uh, not squirting is is mostly about physiology you know it's kind of like where your bartolin glands are and like how that you know, it's it's definitely something that women have constantly been made to feel bad about. Like mm-hmm. we, we don't measure up to like the movies, but it's not like it's it's not like we're all like that, right? You know, so squirting. I've I I've been trying like <laughs> thirty thirty solid years right. to squirt, and never have, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't think it's gonna right. Think I'm dry. Yeah, both times it's happened, it isn't even like. It's not even as pleasurable as an orgasm. It's like a totally different thing. Right. It's just right. like, and then the guys are like, "You fucking love that," and I'm like, "It's okay." Yeah. <laughs> Give it a six out of ten. I know guys love. They feel so powerful. Guys That's love this one. I think hack. it's more for like men than it is for like yes. unless like they you can relate to it. love yeah. squirting. Yeah, a lot they of can it relate is to it. like because they can relate to that right. the seminar right. It's actually about their ego. And they're like, always, Ooh. but as someone who hates <laughs> fluids, if I was even straight and a woman squirted, I think I would be like, oh. when we fuck, I promise I won't squirt. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Catherine, look at me. I will not fuck you. Should I get up off my Internalize knees? that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, wow. Wow. So, what's next? What's next? You got how? We, I want to hear about the after party. Was it wild? Was it fun? Was the how, tell me about the event? I love I love gossip. We didn't go. So Poppy went. Oh, after I was like still in like a post spanking for like an hour and a half state. So it mainly involved me with my shoes off eating pizza. Great. Oh, like lounging on a carpet. Gorge. But it was way really sweet. My like friend, um, Sandy, like just like hooked us up with a spot and was like, let's just go and cuddle. That's and so like fun. eat and hang out. But it was cute. The event itself was like was amazing. I think it was really, really special. Um, it was by the end of the night, a lot of people that work at Museum of Sex came because I think they were off their shift. And it was really great hearing from them their response where um, like multiple people were like, this is the best thing we've seen at Museum of Sex. Oh like, my God. Ever. Cool. And amazing. like, they're like, this is like 
this event feels like the most like just joyful, safe, like consensual, cute, loving the mission of what we're trying to do. And we're so excited. And they kept like nominating their friends for me to spank. So that was happening a lot. Cool. Amazing. Nominating. They were nominating their friends. Like they're like, you've worked so hard this year. You deserve this. Like you're coming <laughs> like, like, can you please spank like so and so and do this? So yeah, there was a lot of like there's a lot of friendship. Yeah. Gifted cool. spanks. Cool. And, and, the, and, the king, and the king community came out in like full regalia. We yeah, had like um, doms coming out in full latex with their with their submissives in full latex. And I wish we had gone. And then Thai man came out. So sad to have a stand up comedy show. I know. And not be able to go to the sex event. <laughs> if, you have a, <laughs> if you can't go to the sex event because you're, you have a stand up comedy in show, a basement, seek, seek treatment. treatment. <laughs> you need help. And there is help and you can get it. And that's why you're here today. <laughs> that's why we're here today. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so thank you guys so much for coming on the pod like being around you people who know who, what they want it's like very it's like there's an energy that's like very inspiring yeah we're so sort of scared normal. we're so we're scared so and confused for but, sure like I feel like being part of this world it's like you have to just be like okay with saying what you want and stating your desires yeah. and that's like such an amazing uh thing I want to do more yeah that's the treatment we've sought today that's the treatment that's the treatment we sought today and um <laughs> Uh, we have a few sort of final segments. Um, really quickly, everyone just go around and say, like, do you feel hot today? Pat? Um, I um, I kind of spoke earlier to kind of my experience around this color plaid. And I um, I think I feel hot. I was going to wake up. Re- you know what would have made me feel really hot? I was going to wake up really early and go to the gym before this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. But um, but I've been good about the gym. I think I still feel hot today. Cool. I showered this morning, which even something as simple as that can make you feel hot. Totally. And I shaved last night. Um, yeah, I feel hot. Amazing. And I like made out a lot last night. I and know. this way that felt cool. hot. Yeah. I, I feel hot today. You. I don't feel hot today. I feel, well, okay, my head feels hot. Like my hair is nice and my face is good. But because of my yeast infection that no one, doctor, you know, scientist still can't figure out this one hack. Um, it's like, why is this all happening? And I feel like when my vagina is off, like it ruins my entire life and my entire day. I just want to feel like ready to go and like, hot and good yeah do you guys feel hot today i'm always i feel hot yeah always always <laughs> always that's aspirational yeah. oh my god okay <laughs> i hugged up with someone once who like in the middle of it he just has a moment and is like wait a minute i think i'm hooking up with you but i think you're also hooking up with <gasps> you right now <laughs> and i was wait. like correct <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> he's like we're both hooking up with you and i was like mm-hmm. oh my incredible god. <laughs> do you always feel hot do I always feel hot? Um, yeah, I think so. That's, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you should have to switch in us and we feel absolutely insane. I feel hot like 10% of the time. Oh what, what, what is the definition of hot though? What if like, when you it, feel, it feel fuckable? Feel sometimes sexy. in yourself, like ready, like, just like good, like feeling yeah. good. My, yeah, ex- my experience around um, being alive and being human is that I <laughs> like wake up and either I'm like, Look in the mirror, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this is good. Like, I am an attractive person. I love this. And then sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, Hillary Rodham Clinton, what happened? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so we try to explore that. I also always am like, it depends if I'm a lot of things. I famously was, I, I can't figure out style. And one time <laughs> I was famously walking down the street to Club Coming to do a set at Catherine show. And I was like, just, I talk to myself. I like dissociate and talk to myself when I'm walking around and I leave my body. And sometimes, and I, sometimes I physically like, I'm just rambling to myself. 
handsome walking down Avenue A and I'm like shout uh, out shout out Avenue A you guys go to Avenue A it's such an amazing space it's a queer space um, and um, and I just like I guess I said out loud like I hate my outfit like I looked in the, I think I looked in the window reflection I was like I hate my outfit and some guy walking next to me was like what and I was like I was like I was just talking to myself and he's like did you say you hate your life and I was like no I said I hate my outfit and he was like because you should love your life and I was oh like, okay, hey, like, leave me alone. That, <laughs> That's my experience on not feeling hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I feel like some days I wake up absolute goddess. And some days I see a photo of myself and I'm like, who is she? Yeah. <laughs> in a bad way. And sometimes who is she? In a good yeah, way. We're unhealthy individuals, but we're working and we're That's trying. That's why we have the pod. We're, we're, we're seeking treat. We're seeking treat. Um, the final sag of the pod is, which might be absolutely <laughs> insane to do, it's called Are You Mad at Me? We're, which I just quickly ask everyone, like, are you mad at me? Because as we know, it's <laughs> no. terrifying to be alive at all times. No. Someone might be mad at you. And you know, we, we, not mad. We, we, we came to the pod with, like, we don't know anything about their world. You know, I hope they accept us, let us in, like, tell us. Like, I don't want to feel stupid, and I'm just glad you guys aren't mad. Yeah, we're no. really mad. <laughs> no, no anger you. here. And we're not mad. And <laughs> Okay, so you guys have perfect lives and you're always happy. <laughs> no, but you fed me coffee, so I'm not mad at you. Oh, oh my god! Wow. Oh, you're both cuties. Oh my god! Oh, we're shy. We're shy. Um, and then just quickly, so what's what projects are you guys gonna be working on next? Like, what's next for each of you? Any, so any I'm so curious. Where can we see your work? Where can we find out more about you, etc.? I'm going to the airport. I'm going to Sketchfest right now. Oh, Ooh, cool. Fun. Cool. So. Go there. This will come out. I don't know when this will come out, but San Francisco. It's always there. It's always there. It's every weekend in San Francisco. Always there. Amazing. I'm helping someone give birth at Bellevue Hospital in two days. Oh, you guys, so, check it out. Yeah. Is there a drawer? Is there a door cover? <laughs> Doors at seven. Promo code Yeah. 50% off. Um, I'm, I teach monthly bondage classes up the street in Park Slope. Um, cool. At a place called Please, so oh you can look God. it up. Oh, that's awesome. Wait, if you want to, I want to learn how to. Yeah, yeah absolutely, do. come. Do I have to come to your class? Do I need like props? Like, can I just come? What do I wear? They no, <laughs> you wear like something that you would wear to like a yoga class, and they have ropes there that you can you can purchase or just bring your own ropes. Yeah. Okay. B Y O R. <laughs> and do you come with a partner or just by yourself? With you can, you can come. You can come by yourself or with a partner, and there's there's usually assistance there where you can. Um, try try the bondage on but i teach most ties where you're actually tying yourself so that you can actually try like, oh, you can cool. actually practice while you're watching tv i'm like oh. should i get a job being um a person that gets tied like in a, being an assistant that gets tied up I didn't... i'll hire you okay oh really? my god i, need a job. <laughs> I need a job <laughs> oh my god okay, cool so do you teach any working? other kind of classes or just bondage um, on the on the regular monthly, I just do bondage, but okay. I, I also teach BDSM one hundred and one as well as more intricate, um, yeah, BDSM classes. Oh, amazing! What's this, what's the space called where you teach the studio? It's just your thing. So the uh, the store that I teach at, at is called Please. It's on okay. Fifth Avenue oh, right. and Fifteenth, okay, and then I also teach for um, LSM Lesbian Sex Mafia. Yeah, um, amazing. Well, thank you guys so much. And everyone listening to the pod, you absolutely have to check out Mercy Mistress. You can check it out at youtube.com slash Mercy Mistress. There's 10 episodes. They're like three to four minutes each. They're all available now. And then added bonus, extra DVD special features. There's um, how-to BDSM videos uh, with Yin. And it's very exciting. And you guys should check it out. And... um... Anyone have anything they want to say? I have to go to the bathroom. All right. Obsessed. Go, <laughs> thank, go. You. thank you. Thank you so much. Forever dog. Forever dog.
This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Hello. Before we go, I just want to remind you about our new sponsor, BetterHelp. What is standing between you and happiness? Is it you? Are your own feelings a roadblock preventing you from achieving your goals, babe? Have you thought about talking to someone but are uncertain or unsure of where to start? Well, BetterHelp.com online counseling is there for you. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with licensed professional counselors, caring professionals specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. Depression, stress and anxiety, trauma, grief, self-esteem, crazy ass boy shit, whatever's going on, babe. Connect with your counselor in a safe and private environment. Get help on your own time and at your own pace. Schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist, all included worldwide, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Best of all, it's truly affordable. And for Seek Treatment listeners, you can get 10% off your first month with the discount code TREATMENT. If you've been wanting to talk to a therapist, get started today. Go to betterhelp.com slash treatment. Simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. One that you can always change if it doesn't work out. That's betterhelp.com slash treatment. Promo code treatment.